Hi everyone, welcome to a kind of special episode of Wild Gravity Travel Cast. My name is Jim. Uh, you know me from wildgravitytravels.com and I'm joined by our frequent featuring, I don't know what they say on like Saturday Night Live when you start appearing as a guest a lot, but... Featured guest. Featured guest, yeah, so like yeah. featuring, like you just show up most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but it's Mr. Brian Orlando uh, on Twitter, etc. with Orlando Park Pass. Um, and he's mainly here to discuss, uh, his recent trip to come up and visit my neck of the woods here in Cincinnati, um, for Kings Island, of course, and two new parks we experienced for him and parks I haven't experienced for over a decade, um, in Kentucky Kingdom and, uh, Holiday World. So welcome aboard, Brian. Thank you. Um... So first, though, I want to break into, because we're, I got you here, we'll make good use of the time in the podcast here. Um, we've got announcement season. It's it's early, but we've got it. Mm-hmm. It's already here. I mean, we don't have Six Flags yet. They traditionally wait till the end of the month and roll out all their stuff. But uh, yeah, all over the place with coasters, pretty much nothing but coasters except for Universal and their concept art, but uh and the concept art that everybody had already seen, mind you. But that's cool. I mean, who didn't want a free visit to the convention center? Exactly. Uh, so first, uh, a quick update on Kings Island. Uh, we have an announcement date for Kings Island. It is on August 15th at 10 p.m. If you're a pass holder, the announcement will be at 10 o'clock. You do have to be in the park before 8 um, to have a chance to go to the announcement as a pass holder. If you're invited media, I don't know what you do because I'm not one. That's that's really all I've got to say there. Uh, just like I was with Carowinds at the beginning of the season and Lisa Stryker, I've been pretty much ghosted by their media team here at Kings Island. I don't know what I have done wrong. I really wish somebody would answer an email to tell me if I've done anything wrong because I, I've just been ghosted. So who knows? Um, I thought my coverage was pretty fair. I didn't peek over any walls or cut any holes in boards, which I know other people would be capable of doing. Um, anyway, off that soapbox for now. Uh, we'll be there at the announcement with the general public and probably in amongst all the fanboys uh, watching the announcement. Uh, which I've heard is going to have some pretty cool theatrics um, in it. Uh, there's supposedly going to be nighttime skydivers, maybe? Uh, oh. Like flying in on a helicopter that looks like a UFO, possibly, wearing glow paint. Um, Interesting. <laughs> I've, I've heard that could be what's happening. Not for cer- certain, and, you know, all speculation. Haven't heard anything for certain. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> my throat there. Sorry about that. Um, so, Brian, I, I want to get your take on some of these because I did a quick little podcast episode uh, talking about some most of this other than a couple recently announced things. So we'll just start at the top here. Uh, Candemonium, Hershey Park, 15th coaster, tallest and fastest. I think that's my most exciting announcement. I, I'm really looking forward to that coaster. And I haven't been to Hershey Park yet, so that gives me a good excuse to go to that park. Agreed. Yeah, and you didn't need this to be an excuse you needed to go. But now, <laughs> but now, yeah, it's a good reason to not even push for a trip this year. You might as well wait till next. Exactly. Um, 
I have to agree with you right now, and that's even having seen the blueprints, and I'm willing to say it now, the <laughs> blueprints for King's Island's coaster. Um, yeah. This one looks like a more exciting hyper coaster, the way it interacts uh, with... Uh, um, with the fountain at the front of the park and the entry area, the dark chocolate-covered track, which we've been seeing for months now mm-hmm. here locally. Um, yeah, I agree. And and the I don't know that we've ever seen a B&M theme trains differently like that, other than, you know, like Dueling Dragons. But, right. like, on a single track, we've never seen, like, different full-on colored theme trains that I yeah, can remember. Um, so I think that's really interesting Hershey requested that. It works very well for them. Uh, and I, I can't wait to get over there for next year, whether it be for Ace's Coaster Con or maybe a road trip with you and uh, through some of the parks there. Yeah, um, check it out. Yeah. And like I said, I feel like this hyper coaster is going to be miles better than Kings Island's Giga Coaster. That's my first impressions on everything. We'll have to see what the concept yeah. art looks like, but basically having seen the blueprints for King's Island, I can tell you that Candemonium looks a lot more exciting. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I mean, King's Island just sets up to be another Fury, except even more disappointing. <laughs> and of course, you know our fan base up here by now, Brian. They're going to hype it to the end of the world. It's going to be the greatest thing since King's oh, Island was bought by Paramount or whatever. Yeah. So- so I love it. <laughs> All right. So next we've got uh, uh, which one was it first? Yeah, Pantheon. Pantheon. We don't know a whole, we we know the layout. We've seen the trains. Uh-huh. It's into still not a whole lot about this one. I I'm excited about it. Um, I, I'd like to learn a little bit more. I like the stats that they've given so far, though. On it, it seems uh, like a coaster I would love. Like right. Um. What do you think about the whole shuttle coaster style of things? Um, it's interesting. Um, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'd like to learn a little bit more. Okay. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, of course, you know, in typical fashion for that park, apparently, we no sooner get through the announcement, and I think it's like, what, two days later, the rumors come flying out of the closet for the next coaster they're going to build (laughs) for 2021 and i'm like can we not enjoy pantheon for a while no like just i mean i like i said on twitter i think you know i like the rumors and stuff and the speculation as much as the next guy but uh, i would like to enjoy what's coming now before i worry about what's coming in two years like right (laughs) moving on to our next subject um kind of ties into that Universal Orlando Resort has announced Universal's Epic Universe. Yay! Everyone cheer loudly. Yay! Did you did you hear the fanboys go ah? Because this you know is a fanboys wet dream right now. You realize? <laughs> hey, that's a politer way to put it than I did. Good job, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, fanboys probably went shopping for new clothes at this point because. Um. Yeah. I just. For one piece of concept art. Yeah. That's, if I'm not mistaken, and I've been a little more out of the circles since moving away from Orlando, this concept art had leaked months before, if I'm not mistaken, correct? This was the first time 
I've seen it. I, I have heard it was leaked, but I think it was a different type of concept art, um, and it wasn't completely what they showed at the event. Right. So there may have been details of it on the one that was released, but not the actual one. So they may have gotten close to it. Right. Okay. So, I mean, and the park does sound exciting. Uh, I've heard in different posts and things, three to five years to complete. Yeah, I was thinking around that time frame. Obviously, it's they haven't even broken ground yet. And all, well, the thing that bothers me is what, what are they going to do with the roads and the infrastructure? That's what concerns me most because we already have a traffic problem here in Orlando, especially in that area. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do roads. I've read that they want to connect the boat system from Universal Resort to this new park. How? I don't know. But okay. <laughs> uh, people have been digging into these into the concept art, and they noticed there was a, a back channel canal that went behind the resort in the concept art that may possibly link to the rest of the resort. So right. it seems a little far-fetched to me, but, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to see – I like seeing new parks come up. We don't get that very often this day and age. Yeah, um, And it pretty much has to be a big corporation like this to be able to afford it and able to handle the potential hits in money that it's going to cause. Right. Um, but, I mean, and I, I love seeing them grow. I just, I don't know. I think, not to sound like a Disney person on this one, I think that Disney still has them beat because at least if Disney wants to build a fifth gate, it's right next to the rest of the parks. Yeah, well, the and thing this whole transportation thing is like, and I've heard that you will be parking if you want to go to Epic Universe and you're not staying at the hotel next to the new park, you're going to have to park in the normal garages and bus over. Yeah, that would just be ridiculous. I mean, I'm hoping they come up with a better system. I really do. Um, but who knows? It's universal, so they have big dreams, but the actual reality of a project usually falls short. So really I don't true. want to get my hopes up. Yeah, I mean, we could lose a land by the time this thing opens its yeah. gates. So, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, some of my other inside sources on that one have told me that they're currently projecting to have four media events per year for Epic Universe. So I'm sure we're going to learn about one little ride or area every time there's a media event. Of course. So yeah. At least certain bloggers will be kept well-fed and broed up. So, <laughs> uh each land will have their own specialty uh, brews, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it'll be exciting to see that. Uh, moving quickly through the last couple announcements, Winterfest Wonderland Parade, Carowinds for Christmas. That was one. Uh, these last two I didn't talk about on, our, uh, on my Sunday show real quickly because they came out afterwards, obviously. Um, the Winterfest Wonderland Parade, and honestly – uh, it's not a coaster. It's not even a ride. I'm. This is one something I'm actually really excited for. This is legit making me consider going to Carowinds for this holiday season. What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Well, Fury will be closed, so who cares? Um, uh, the new parade looks great. Um, their current parades, the Grand Carnivals that we saw, uh, that looked awesome. So, I... I um, the par I, I'm excited, I, and I love a good Christmas parade. You know that, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they did a really good job with the Grand Carnival floats that we saw here at Kings Island, and uh, and aren't they doing like kind of a, a food thing too with that, as far as having food booths around? 
they have been anyway, yeah. Yeah. They have been, like, during normal Winterfest. This is just the new edition. But, yeah, mm-hmm. with Grand Carnival, they kind of took that Winterfest concept and put food booths out. Um, okay. What they generally do at Winterfest for food is um, some of the restaurants add specialty menu items or change menu items a little bit, um, even here at King's oh, Island. Okay. So, but they do a good job with it. Like in Fest House here at King's Island, uh, the one side that is like, well, the where like La Rosa's is at, that turns yeah. into like a uh, like a Christmas dinner. So you get like you get like turkey and ham and and stuffing and mashed potatoes and cranberry oh, okay. sauce and yeah, you get a full and that's on the meal plan. So, hmm. yeah, <laughs> I'm well fed at, at Winterfest at King's Island. They even have a. You know where the burrito place is here at Kings Island, like the Hanks, I oh, believe yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, they have they turn the other side of that, the other line set there, actually starts during Haunt now. Haunt and Winterfest, they have a mac and cheese and tater tot bar. You basically get mac and cheese in a bowl or tater tots in a bowl, and you go down the line like as if you were at Moe's or something, and you choose toppings like bacon, chicken, pork, green onions, Ooh. extra cheese sauce, so on and so forth nice so yeah they 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 feed well i i give i give all the parks cedar fair parks that are doing Winterfest. i give them kudos because they all have their own unique food concepts they change the food drastically not drastically but enough uh for the winter fest um to be something different to eat hmm. um Last but not least on the announcement front, I promise we're going to get to it. And this is actually a good segue because (laughs) our last announcement that just came out two days ago is Cheetah Chase at Holiday World. Yes. Um, The world's first, question mark, launching water coaster. (laughs) First? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> However they want to define it. I mean, everybody uses this. I I love watching the Six Flags fanboys, hashtag Arthur Levine, um, who love to say that, you know, they're using little gimmicky terms like he accused, uh, I believe, Hershey Park or somebody of doing that. And, you know, every park does it. Every park has their own little marketing strategy that makes their ride different or more exciting. That's just the way it is in marketing. Um, but Cheetah Chase at Holiday World, this one actually looks really fun to me. It kind of yeah. reminds me of Lightning Racer on a water coaster. <laughs> and I know that doesn't do anything for you because you've yeah. never been to Hershey. <laughs> yeah. I like the color scheme on it, too. Yeah, I agree. It looks like it should be at Hershey with that color scheme. Yeah, right? Cheesy <laughs> cups and chocolate, peanut butter. and um, But yeah, uh, and, and it's cool. It has like the near misses. It's Almost mm-hmm. like the Dueling Dragons of Water Coasters. Rest in peace, Dueling Dragons. We miss you. <laughs> um, so it, it looks fun. I know you're not a water ride person. I'm not yeah, really a water ride person. Never really, but it does look cool, though. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, I mean, you and I kind of agreed, and we'll get more into this, that, you know, the next time we go there, it actually would be fun to build a water park day into the trip. Yeah, for sure. Or at least a half of a water park day. Um, so that's that. Well, actually, you know, as time kind of works out here, I think that's a good uh, talk on the news. Do you have anything else news-wise before we jump into the trip report? No, I think we covered everything that, that was announced. Yeah. 
And like I said before at the beginning, oh, I didn't mention this. We have Silver Dollar City this coming Tuesday. They're expected to announce a, some type of water ride, I believe. I could be completely mm. wrong. I haven't been following that one closely. Um, uh, replacement, because they took out a water ride. And they were actually building that when we were there about a month ago now. Mm. Uh, so big area, big plot they're working on. Uh, but it looks like they kept the water troughs, like they're going to do something interesting and unique there. So... Cool. Um, Silver Dollar City will be announcing Tuesday, August 13th. Kings Island will be announcing uh, Thursday, August 15th at 10 p.m. So for those of you who follow our social accounts, be sure to stay tuned for that. I'm sure that's going to be a late night for me publishing content uh, after uh, the announcement and all of that. So Brian and I are going to take a quick break. And after our my, my I guess my cute little sponsorship message, thank you all for <laughs> listening through that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the pennies that it makes. Thank you, Anchor. <laughs> um, we will be back to talk about our trip to Kentucky Kingdom, Holiday World, and maybe some other little fun things that we did. Yes. And we are back uh, from the sponsorship break, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're still here with uh, Brian and you know, Mr. Brian Orlando on Twitter plug plug um <laughs> uh so we took a road trip i know you don't really like riding in the car but we took a road trip it wasn't that bad was as it? long as i'm not driving i'm good oh well great so i'll see you in a few months and you can come up and we'll go to kansas city it's a nine hour ride oh we have to rethink that one <laughs> uh there's only so much dance music you can handle i know yeah oh, i know <laughs> So we started off at Kentucky Kingdom. We actually did kind of a blitz trip, and then at, when we looked back at it, hindsight's twenty twenty. All you coaster travelers know this one. Um, uh, when we looked back at it, we could have done it a little bit differently, but we bought the out-of-state ticket for Kentucky Kingdom. thirty nine ninety nine. big plug for them. Great park. They've really come back from the Six Flags trashy era, in all honesty. Um, I think you and I both, Brian, were kind of wowed by the cleanliness, friendliness. Yeah, um, absolutely. Staff. Um, we were kind of, we did just kind of get in and out. Uh, we went in, got the credits on Saturday and got out because we were trying to get to Holiday World. Our only day at Holiday World was going to be that same Saturday, and we made good use of that. We'll get to Holiday World in a minute. So Kentucky Kingdom, let's talk Kentucky Kingdom. Yep. Uh, first of all, Ryan, I have to get your impressions, even though you rode all of the coasters there. Uh, I've already kind of given my feedback a few months ago. They gave me the honor of coming to the media day because their media team actually knows how to answer emails. <laughs> K.I. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what did you think of Kentucky Flyer? Um, I thought it was a good uh, family ride. It had actually some decent airtime. I mean, it was a nice little coaster. It's nothing I would go back and, you know, wait in line and ride again. But it's a nice little addition for a family coaster. Okay. Um, so we encountered some other coasters there, uh, a couple that I think took you by surprise, one that took me by surprise. Lightning Run? Lightning Run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow, that was actually a, a really good coaster. Agreed. Uh, and Agreed. for those of you who know the industry enough but don't know about Lightning Run, uh, that's built by Chance Rides, um... Makers of rides where the joke used to be, when you ride a chance, you take a chance with your life. Uh, <laughs> and that's and that's how I grew up, knowing chance. Um, but anyway, 
chance has come a long way, mostly. Don't look at the SeaWorld of San Diego projects. <laughs> uh, anyway, they've come a long way, and they built this coaster called Lightning Run, and I know everybody's probably ridden it before me at this point because, I mean, it had been the last time I was at Six Flags was the – or the last time I was at Kentucky Kingdom was the Six Flags era. So, um, yeah, Lightning Run for sure. Full of airtime. Yeah. Dare I say, I think I said this to you when we were on the road trip, I would like to see Chance try their, take their chances uh, on a hyper coaster. That would be nice to see. Uh, I don't, I think it would kind of translate to being like a new, like a Morgan, uh, Mm -hmm. like a Magnum, but smoother. Yeah. Which is what Morgans are. You've been on a couple of those, I believe now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. What else? What else did you think about Kentucky Kingdom? Um, I liked their wooden coaster, Thunder Run. I think it was. Yeah, yep. um, Thunder Run. It was a pretty good wooden coaster too. Uh, uh, let me see what else. Uh, Reminds you of Hurler. Yeah, yeah, very similar to Hurler, but I think I liked it more than Hurler. Hurler is not one of my favorites, but um, same. Yeah, I think Thunder Run beat Hurler for sure. Uh, then there was T three. One of the most painful <laughs> rides of, of the trip. <laughs> With the strangest restraint system. I've yeah, ever I mean, they went to the new restraints, and everybody claimed that they would be that it was a better ride because of it. Mm. And, I mean, we about had our legs amputated in the front <laughs> row. Yeah. State um, times 10. Yeah, yeah. And that's nothing against the crew. That was just literally what the ride did. Yeah. I mean, it's the standard hang and bang Vacoma SLC layout, but it's their new trains that are supposed to be more comfortable, and I I think it was worse. I think yeah. I'd have rather had my ears popped back and forth a few times. Exactly. Um, uh, and then there was Storm Chaser. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's an RMC, obviously. So, um, but again, not one of my favorites, I would say. Um, but still, I think it was a good ride. Yeah. Uh, built on the grave for those classicists of Kentucky Kingdom, uh, built on the grave of Twisted Twins, or if you're a big classicist, Twisted Sister, before Six Flags got sued for using the name Twisted Sister <laughs> from the band of the same name, obviously. And Right, that was a band, right? It was, it was a band, not a song. Yeah, 80s band, yeah. Okay, that's... 80s yeah. hair band. Right, right. Okay, good. I'm, I, remember that. I remember that part. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, built on the grave of that dueling wooden coaster there. Uh, was never really that great of a dueling wooden coaster. For those of you who never got a chance to ride it, I rode both sides. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Gwazi, but like if you had ridden Gwazi after they had left it closed for a couple months. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you just went and you turned it on one day and said, hey, oh. let's go do it. That's what Twisted Twins was like when I rode it. Ouch, yeah, no. So... Obviously, really happy to have that RMC there. Actually, really full of some elements. Believe it or not, I mean, I don't know when exactly Storm Chaser went in year-wise. But it provided quite... To me, I kind of call it uh, a spread-out Steel Vengeance Jr. Hmm. Because it has a lot of Steel Vengeance elements tied into it. It has a trick track airtime hill. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has those bunny hills going into yep. that helix. It has an inline turn. It has overbank turns. It has an outward overbank turn, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. 2016, by the way. Oh, so a couple I guess, yeah, not, not too far apart. Yeah. Not as much as I thought. Actually, I thought that was older. So, um, but yeah, definitely a solid RMC. It was great yeah. to have it. Another one in the area that I know I can go to. Uh, Brent and I are actually, we're going back next Saturday. Not not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday uh, for an event at uh, Kentucky Kingdom with Great Ohio, Greater Ohio Coaster Club. So nice. we'll be over there for that uh, for most of the day, uh, checking out the park again. Um, but it's still a small park for those of you who have been. It's still, Kentucky Kingdom still a small park. Um, but it's a very... It's a much better run park. The water park is looking great. looks fantastic. Again, I'm not a water park person, but they look like they've built a reputable water park. They have a water coaster there. Yeah. Uh, we discovered that by accident. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, water coaster. Um, yeah, it's a very well-maintained park. I thought it was really nice. It was clean. Uh, we didn't try any of the food, but all the food looked good. Yeah. Um, so maybe next time. But, I mean, everything looked really nice. Uh, the only thing, you know, we talked about this was the the entrance time of them yeah. opening not being any rushed at you know nine nine o'clock i think it was or ten o'clock Man, um, I, don't, I can't believe i forgot about that yeah, they they took their time just at their leisure opening it up which is odd because i've never seen a park like that right they, they're open a few minutes early let people in have you know a holding stop for them but they just took their time opening the park right. <laughs> we sat there waiting they literally don't open the gate till 10 and it's 10 if you're lucky yeah, maybe 10.03, 10.04. Because we went back Sunday, and we were at the gate waiting again, and they were even later than they were on Saturday. They were like, yeah. I think it was like 10.05 or 10.07 or something. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, they were in no rush whatsoever. Um, that would be the one improvement I guess I would give Kentucky Kingdom. That's a good point, Brian. Yeah, that's the only feedback I had on that park was the, the park opening. Yeah. Yeah, they're just very, very casual on that one. Yeah. So then we headed up the road uh, to Holiday World. Yes. Uh, which was obviously the highlight of the trip. <laughs> um, the park was busy. We later learned that the park had like 20-some thousand people in it. Oh, yeah. uh, but we, ma- we managed through the lines. We managed to get everything a couple times, actually. I was impressed. Yeah. and um, We managed to eat and try some food and... Uh, I finally tried the fudge, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the hype how was, is... How was that fudge? Ah, uh, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that says the hype is real here, because oh. I'm going to say that about something else later, and you already know what I'm going to say it about, but oh, uh, yeah. don't spoil it. I'm not. <laughs> um, so, and I have another surprise declaration later, too. So, Ooh. Yeah, two, two on a trip. Yeah. Um, the hype is real about the Holiday World fudge. Is it miles better than what I get at Kings Island? No. Is it a little better? Yes. It definitely has a better flavor. It's not as just in-your-face sweet. especially Now, I'm comparing chocolate here because I think chocolate fudge is a good base comparison for fudge yeah because you got a couple different flavors oh yeah the root beer was really good 
Yeah. That root beer fudge. It, it surprised me the root beer did. I haven't tried the peppermint yet. I'm hungry now. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, the hype is real on the fudge. I just wouldn't say that it's like, oh, my God, miles better. I have to get in the car and go to Holiday World to get, uh, you know, a block of fudge from them instead of going up the street to Kings Island. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but Holiday World, like like we said, definitely impressed us. Uh, they were yeah, pretty quick sure. on everything. Um, they have a little bit different of a loose article policy. Does kind of get on my nerves. Oh, safety first. Safety first. Hashtag <laughs> safety first in that basket. These are the IROC award winners. And for those of you who don't know IROC, real quick brief history on IROC. They also own an insurance company. And IROC basically says if you want to be an award winner, you'll buy our insurance and then you'll buy our auditing service so that uh, – and then we'll give you an A plus and then lower your insurance rates. So they basically monopolize the safety in the field. And if you wonder why operations have slowed down at parks like Kings Island, uh, Cedar Point for sure, it's because IROC has gotten their claws into Cedar Point and basically blackmailed them into submission. Yeah. That's my little soapbox on that one. We could have a whole episode I could tell you about IROC, and Brent would have to join in on that one because Brent knows all about IROC too. And there are several other smaller auditing services that know what IROC does, and they know how they play the game. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they're, they have these little baskets they hand you, and they, they load the train, and then they take a minute before they send the train to hand out baskets to the next group. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of annoying, I agree. Uh, it's a weird, weird system. Right. So you lose a lot of dispatches, in my yeah. opinion, coming from the operations side of things. You lose a lot of dispatches handing out baskets and doing all this. And so and the platforms were really crowded. Um, Super crowded. Yeah. But. Uh, let's get to the rides. So mm -hmm. we'll start with the main four coasters. So t tell me what you thought. You have Legend, or you have Raven, Legend, Voyage, Thunderbird, and that's those are the main four. Uh, let's start. Let's start with Thunderbird because uh, I've only been. Let's see. I think I've been on two wing coasters. No, -uh. you've been on three. Oh, three. X Flight, Gatekeeper, and, and Thunderbird. And th oh yeah, well, <laughs> two besides <laughs> Thunderbird. Oh, bes oh yeah, yeah. Then you've been on two. So, yeah, Thunderbird was definitely my favorite so far. Uh, definitely better than, than Gatekeeper. Um, I thought this was much more thrilling. I loved the launch in the beginning, too. Um, such a cool ride, though. I was, besides the walk to get to the ride, <laughs> which I will never forget, um, great coaster. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll stop there. So my thoughts on Thunderbird, I'll, I'll keep them brief and quick. Um, much like dive coasters, I consider wing coasters to be gimmicks. They are literally gimmicks uh, to give a different riding position for the same type of kind of smooth gliding coaster. Instead of going bigger and badder with, for the same, about the same amount of money, like taller and faster, parks choose to do these gimmick coasters, and they still have the same type of height requirement. With that being said, the hype for Thunderbird is real. This is a wing coaster worth riding. If you're at Cedar Point, I would tell you, unless you're after the credit, you can skip, skip Gatekeeper any day of the week. You can Agreed. skip X-Flight at Six Flags any day of the week, yep. especially with Goliath right around the corner at Great America, exactly. am I right? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But for Thunderbird, the hype is real. This is a coaster worth riding, and it's a wonderful balance to the other three wooden coasters in the park. Yep. Yeah, so this that- is definitely a wooden coaster park. Um, yes. And I, I liked all of them. Uh, I will say night rides on everything. All the wooden roller coasters, I enjoyed every one. Agreed. Um, we, we could talk about Voyage in a second. But, uh, yes, they Voyage. I enjoyed last. it more. I think I enjoyed the park more at night. Um, I enjoyed it more at night than I did during the day. I, I love that park at night. I love the rides at night. You just enjoyed it more at night because it wasn't 90 degrees. Well, that, that could be part of it. <laughs> and the sun yeah. was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, start with Raven Legend. What do you... Um, I think Raven was my favorite out of the, both of those. Um, and again, going back to the night ride, uh, I love that it just it goes through the forest. It's kind of train-driven, and um, I, I loved that ride. It was simple. But um, I think I love the Raven more than the other. Right. Well, you liked that water, the dip down by the water in the dark, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Legend, I actually liked Legend more than Raven at night. um, Mm. Because I think there was one point we were riding, and I looked up and I said, look at the stars. Like, how often do you get to ride ride posters in the dark and actually see the stars because you're not near a big city or where there's lots of light pollution you know, yeah, literally. For those who don't know, Holiday World is in the middle of nowhere, literally. It's literally, like, middle of nowhere, like just out there. <laughs> there's a there's a McDonald's and a Holiday <laughs> World. <laughs> I think there was a Wendy's too. Right? Was there a Wendy's too? Yeah, not at much. the same by the McDonald's, not oh, and a Subway. Oh yeah, the Subway. Yeah, I remember those. So subway a couple in. options to eat, but and again, that was still like five ten minutes from the park that wasn't even like right on the same road as the park exactly <laughs> the same road as the park you got like two gas stations one overpriced hotel <laughs> two overpriced campgrounds and that's about it yep yep um yeah santa's lodge for those of you who are wondering if santa's lodge is a good option yes it's close yes it's convenient i would drive the 10 minutes i think it's northwest of the park 10 15 minutes and get a hotel there for mm-hmm. a little cheaper and probably a nicer room. We our room was okay, but it wasn't the greatest. Yeah, it was just it was just okay. Yeah. I would definitely like to stay somewhere else if I went back. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, even if it meant a little well, we drive tried. to the Yeah, I mean I hadn't tried it for years again, so I mean I that was the only place I stayed when we went to Holiday World my first time, so. Yeah. Uh getting back to the park. So we covered uh Legend and Raven. I forgot that Legend had such a like unbanked helix going around like that water slide or something and wow. oh yeah yeah like our hips were sore from that <laughs> oh yeah that that was yeah that was intense um but it was still a good ride it wasn't too yeah. intense it was just yeah. kind of like whoa you weren't like i had forgotten about it you had never ridden it so mm-hmm. um yeah so we got those two coasters can we, can we pause quick to talk about uh gobbler getaway oh yeah <laughs> Oh, you mean the greatest ride Sally has ever built? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what to even say about that ride. I have no <laughs> idea what was going on. I don't understand why you're shooting turkeys. You're the rounding them up. The gun. You're rounding them up. Then the sound of the gun is the is the best thing ever. Yeah, I think that's definitely was my favorite thing <laughs> about the ride. <laughs> I uh, thought it was a good ride. Give... Give Holiday World credit for curing theirs. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
give Holiday World credit for maintaining the ride, though. Like, it was still oh, operating. Sure. All the targets worked. The scoring worked. Yeah. You don't see that at other older Sally Dark rides like that. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it was very well maintained. Um, I wish that Kings Island and Canada's Wonderland, I think they had one at iRoad, too. Uh, Carowinds, even. Was it Carowinds? Yeah. Kings Dominion. They've all let their mansions go downhill. And I realize, you know, they're not as popular now that they don't have Scooby-Doo. But at the same time, you could still at least provide a decent interactive yeah. attraction. The one in Carowinds is definitely in bad shape. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Great. Uh, good news. Good news there, then. Um <laughs> Uh, and one more little side note, I will say. Actually, two more. Best theme Tilt-A-Whirl I've ever seen. Ah, I, yes. I forgot all about it at at Holiday World called the Turkey Twirl. Yes. And, like themed turkey cars, just just really cool. And somebody did point out to me, because I had been there, uh, Pacific Coast Pier uh, out in California uh, has ones that I think are themed to sharks or something. Like you sit in the shark heads. That's awesome. And I would give, I guess I would go back and give them both an equal, an equal chance. I think Holiday World still looks better. Now, if you, pay, if, if I get to ride the ones at Pacific Coast Pier and they play Baby Shark while I'm riding, maybe an edge <laughs> over there. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard Baby Shark, Brian? Yes, I have. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. Somebody made a dance mix of it. I should send it to oh, you. Oh, no, I'm, okay. I'm good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you like waiting for the beat to drop. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, one more. The one more. The other one more thing. The one one more thing. The one, one more. One more. Okay. Food. Yes. Food. Uh, so they turned the – for those who haven't been to Holiday World in a while – I hadn't been. Um, they turned like that main building that used to just have fudge and the Santa meet and greet and a couple other things, I believe. Um, they expanded it and made a massive food court inside there. Yeah, massive. Wow, was it massive. Wow, was yeah. it busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, food was okay there. Uh, I nothing wasn't really. We had, uh, we, we, had, we had cheeseburgers or something there, didn't we? Yeah, um, and yeah, I was okay. On on par with Cedar Fairburgers, for those who know the Cedar Fairburgers enough. Um, their Asian food, they had like an Asian food section, Chinese food. It looked okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing really struck me good there. If you're asking me where to eat at Holiday World, I would tell you to go to the, the Thanksgiving restaurant uh, both times. Like yeah, that was, that was meal, definitely the best meal. Oh, yeah. They had the good apples, turkey. Um, they even had, I think, like beef or something you could get. Uh it all looked good. Like we, they weren't just they just weren't 100 percent efficient. Uh, you know, they had those two lanes open with food, yet it only had one line. Right. So I think it could have worked. It could have went a little bit smoother. Uh, we did wait a while for that food, but it was. I mean, it was worth it for the the meal. I Agreed. thought it was really. Yeah, yeah. The options overall, I mean, is just that's that's the one thing I feel like Holiday World lacks, and sometimes is just the operations. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that from several people is like. The operations is just their kind of little Achilles heel, but they've got great service. That's yeah. why they're known as one of the friendliest parks or the friendliest park out there. Um, they keep it clean. Free Pepsi everywhere was nice. Yeah, definitely. Pepsi in a park, period, was nice. And what I was impressed with is that the machines, I never I never saw a machine down. I always saw ice was stocked. 
So I was pretty impressed that they maintain all those Pepsi machines as well. Cause I mean, they have a ton of them throughout the park. Yeah. Cedar fair can't even keep one, uh, <laughs> machine full of ice and syrup. Yeah. Uh, like they open for, they open the booth for the day and it's already half out. And I'm like, well, you know, where is everything? <laughs> the small things that make a difference. Yep. So the piece de la resistance, mm. Mr. Brian. The coaster that everyone loves. Yes, yes, yes. Including you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, the hype is real about the Voyage night rides, I'm going to say. Um, super impressed with it. Um, I will throw this little nod into the Beast because I, I do appreciate it a lot. Um, but the, the Voyage has a lot more elements. Um for me, anyways, uh, I think it's a more modernized coaster. Yeah, so. it's a more modernized coaster, but I do like the beast and how it kind of hugs the terrain and goes through the forest. It, so it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to me for me to decide, but I, I think the voyage is definitely worth the hype at night. Um, I would definitely go to Hollywood Holiday World again to ride it at night. Um, hopefully, a couple more times next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth it. I don't, I know kind of your thoughts on it as well, but, um, that might be my favorite night ride now. Okay. Um, I do have one quick question, uh, because we had some trolls take over us a little bit. Mm. Um, and I am not going to say that we're going to claim, we're not going to claim to be the most sober people out there. Yeah. But, uh. Would you say that, uh, would your definition of the voyage, I mean, and you've ridden 300 plus coasters now, Mm -hmm. uh, would you define the voyage as a terrain coaster? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that for our listeners. The voyage is not a terrain coaster. It's not at all. If it, if it is, if you think it is, then you're probably a drunk rider. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with riding coasters drunk. I've done it. Yep. Um, but anyway, so uh, you know me, and I mean anybody, honestly, too. Uh, like, and I did it with Steel Vengeance, and then I, I did it a few. I rode Steel Vengeance a few more times, obviously, throughout the season last year to make sure that that hype was real, that Steel Vengeance was truly the best coaster out there. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, yeah. um, in my opinion. Again, all my opinion. So, here's uh, my opinion on the voyage. It is, as you said, the hype is real for everything on the voyage. Yeah. Um, just like the Beast, during the day, it's a ride. During the night, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And both of those coasters, both the Beast and the Voyage, do that. Yep. Um, even for those who think the Beast just exists. I mean, they both exist, otherwise you couldn't ride them. Exactly. How how stupid is that? <laughs> um, but you know, fanboys will be fanboys. Of course. Um. Anyway. Uh. So here's my thing. The more I think about it, the more I can legitimately say, the Beast is the king of classic coasters. Yes. I am a firm believer when it comes to wood that you designate. A time. And don't ask me what year that would fall to, because I can't tell you. 
Um, hmm. Probably like 1990 would be the best thing I could think of offhand because a lot of the new coasters, even Thunder Run was 1990. So that would be a more modern coaster like your DIN, your right. CCIs versus hmm. your John Allens and your in-park designed rides like the Beast and the Racer and Blue Streak at Cedar Point and so on and so forth. Yep. So I like to define wooden coasters a little more generationally. Uh, the way I like to define my steel experiences by type. So, you know, I think I discussed this with you when we were driving. Like, I like to pick my favorite invert, my favorite yeah. floor list, my favorite giga, my favorite hyper, and so on. And that's how I start putting my yeah. top ten list together uh, when I vote in the golden tickets and such. I don't think any drunken riders get a vote, but that's okay. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, with that being said, I think the Beast is the king of the classic coasters. I think it right. still has a very solid night ride. And I don't think you'll ever see a double bowl helix oh. on any coaster again. No. And the reason I say that is because you did see that again, and it was called Son of Beast, and it almost killed people. <laughs> and they tore it down for an overrated inverted coaster. Uh, Voyage is king of the modern coasters. Mm. It is... It has the best of everything in every conceivable way. Yeah. Um, if you ask me to list them one, two, I'm still a classicist, so I would probably give Beast a slight edge. Mm -hmm. I, and, you know, in all honesty, that's not to say that I wouldn't rather just ride both. Yeah. Um, and that's the joy of the world, is you get caught up, even with Universal and Disney, opening new things you get caught up in all these people that want to pick a side like just go enjoy it's the helpful. ride yep just go be happy that you've got both like yeah. and the be beast and the voyage are completely different experiences you know and i think to appreciate the classic feel of the beast that's completely fair right and you know it's another one of those things too and i realize this is kind of some people will say i'm grabbing at straws on it but <laughs> without something as innovative or groundbreaking. I mean, think about this. This is 1979. Think about 1979 America. Yeah. And that's the biggest, baddest coaster in the world. So for people in 1979, the Beast is their millennium force. Mm -hmm. Or it's their, and for younger kids listening, it's their Fury 325. <laughs> you know, it's, I know I made yeah. myself sound old there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. No, okay. Those younger kids. <laughs> Those younger kids. <laughs> and whippersnappers, I tell you what. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like, but in 1979, the Beast is, is the, you know, that's the Millennium Force or the, or the Fury 325. Or, mm -hmm. you know, for our 80s kids, that's the Magnum of the 70s. <laughs> uh, shout out to my 70s friends that love the 80s coasters because I, I have a few uh, um so you know the beast is going to always be king of the classics uh mm -hmm. the voyage is just as good honestly it's a tie at one for me uh yeah. because of different experiences and i like the beast tunnels more um yeah, with you on that one I like the Beast Tunnels more. The Beast has a double helix. I like the turnaround. I mean, obviously, again, like you said, it's a different experience. Beast doesn't really have a turnaround. It just hits. It just goes so far into the woods and then comes back. Right. Um, I like the speed and the airtime on the Voyage better. Mm -hmm. I like the length of the Voyage better because, you know, the Beast, you kind of get that break. I mean, you do kind of need that break, yeah. but... 
<laughs> Especially <laughs> considering that if you didn't have that break, you would just go straight into the helix. <laughs> I think everybody needs a break before the helix. Yes. Um, but yeah, but, the voyage is nonstop. I mean, you don't yeah, get the break. exactly, and that's what I really like about the voyage is it's relentless. Yeah. So. Like I said at the beginning, if I was to vote in the golden tickets beforehand and my memories of the voyage and all of its what it had been through and what I had read that it had been through, um, and I'll tell you that another time, everybody that can, can pull up RCDB can figure out what it went through, and I'll, I'll read that to you later. Um, uh, I would have put the beast ahead of, of, of the voyage, but... Um, my ballot is already submitted this year for the golden tickets, so I cannot go back and reverse it. But I would, uh, I would put the voyage above the beast now, mm -hmm. um, and that is not something that happens very often. I mean, now we're literally talking about two straight years. I've changed a number one coaster in my book. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Steel Vengeance, and you know, and I try to think about: Does Voyage have a better night ride than Steel Vengeance? Because Steel Vengeance is every bit Ooh. as relentless as Voyage. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. People don't look at that too much because most people don't stick around or stay at the back of Cedar Point to ride Vengeance at night, unless mm -hmm. you're an enthusiast. Um, and I think Vengeance has every bit of a good night ride as Voyage. However, I think what Voyage has going for it again is the tunnels. The tunnels, yeah. You know, the but Steel Vengeance just flying like after you get through that first couple turns of the ride, you're flying through structures. Yeah. So you yeah. feel like like at any given point you can get smacked in the head by a two by four. <laughs> Let's hope nobody ever does. I hope not. <laughs> they already had their bump excitement. Yeah. Don't anything else. Um so yeah, that's uh I'm willing to say it openly, candidly. I would put Voyage above Beast, but Beast is a very, very, very strong number two. Yeah, I agree. Um, and for those of you who would like to know my number three, it's Lightning Racer at Hershey Park. If you haven't ridden Lightning Racer at Hershey Park while both sides are running, you're missing out and you need to get yourself there. Mm. Seriously. Like, Candemonium, no Candemonium, Skyrush, no Skyrush. I loved Hershey Park before Fahrenheit. Uh, I, loved Sky I loved Hershey Park before Fahrenheit, Skyrush, or Candemonium. I loved Hershey Park when it was... Lightning Racer, Storm Runner, and Great Bear. Great Bear's a little overrated, though, so don't get too excited about that. <laughs> Very overrated invert coaster. They yeah. have a really nice custom-built Schwarzkopf there called Super Duper Looper, though. Super Duper Looper. Mm-hmm. Fun wow. coaster. But, uh, and Storm Runner's in my top ten steel, so judge me as you will, people. <laughs> I love Storm Runner. Uh, it's like Dragster, but with more stuff going on. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, novel thought. You could do more than just the top hat. Wow, yeah. what a concept. I know. <clears throat> so, um, any more thoughts on Holiday World? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Okay. When we didn't really ride anything else, we pretty much focused on the coasters. Well, you picked up your Howler credit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Super exciting howler in the oh, kids' area. Oh, yeah, that was, that was the best coaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Holiday World's Unsung Hero. The hype right there. is real. The hype is real. <laughs> best. <laughs> it does have a cute train face, though, with a little holodog on the front, I will it say does. that. I love the holodog. Yeah. Even though uh, I didn't see the holodog, the character was never around. I know. We saw the, did we see the, was it the eagle? No. Yeah, the, was it the eagle? I don't know. It was some character other than Holodog. I know. It wasn't Holodog or Kitty Claws. Yeah. 
Very disappointed. <laughs> um, and then uh, I guess we'll wrap up with this. For those who have stayed all the way through this whole podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, we're almost there, I promise. One final thought. So Kings Island, you had been to before, so not much really else to say on that. Uh, we did go up to the Eiffel Tower. You took a look at what is going on in the distance there. It's a giga coaster, people. Get over it. If you don't want to think it's a giga coaster, it's a giga coaster. <laughs> you want to listen to Don tell you it's not a giga coaster because he has to have his attention next Thursday? That's fine. It's still a giga coaster. <laughs> Whew. Um, Get that so off your chest. Yeah. So you got the. Uh, you saw it. You saw all the concrete. Yeah. I put you pictures of the track. What do you think? How's mm, it looking so uh, far? On paper, how's it look? Uh, I'm not super excited about it. Um, it looks incredibly short too, so I, I was not. I'm, I'm sure I'll go see it, but I'm not. I'm not excited about it as of yet. So we'll see if things change. Okay, that's fair, and that's how I feel too. I feel like, yeah. you know, again, I think I mentioned this in the beginning. It's going to be loved by everyone locally because a, it's a new coaster, and b, the fanboys are crazy and they'll. T- attach themselves to any given thing at any given moment it's a new coaster so of course let's remember last year that king's island pulled the stunt of pulling all the fanboys into fest house for a a wonderful new announcement and hyped up son of beast the sequel uh (laughs) come back in rmc possibly rmc form and the ki central had it all covered head to toe and they were ready to declare the greatest new coaster ever was coming to king's island and then what did they announce brian (laughs) say it say it I don't even remember what it was. Antique cars. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Antique cars. Yes. Oh. (laughs) That was a great addition. It it actually was. It it bounced them back out a little. They needed it. I like the antique cars. It doesn't feel as natural because they just sort of plopped it there. I don't like the track there. It just seems, I don't know. But they did a good job with what they could do, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I would have. I would have at least opted for, for a couple decent flat rides like Canada's Wonderland ha- has. Agreed. Yeah, would have been much better than the antique cars. <laughs> so. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's gonna wrap up this wonderfully long-winded by me and <laughs> insights by Brian episode yes. of the Wild Gravity Travelcast. Uh, a quick little announcement and a little bonus preview. For those of you who stayed all the way through this episode, um, Wild Gravity Travels is about to be expanding. And I mean expanding on a national level. Um, We're going to have an open casting call soon. Not casting call. That's a bad way to say it. We're going to have open recruitment uh, for correspondents across the country. If you want to cover your local park, uh, get ready and watch our social pages because we're going to put out feelers for those who want to – have a chance to cover the park, maybe with media event invites as well, uh, and so on and so forth. So stay tuned for that. And we'll have a couple other wonderful excitement uh, news things to share about our site and what our site will be offering soon um, as we continue to expand and grow, uh, not just because of the King's Island coverage. Um, And for those of you who do follow our YouTube page, thank you for following along religiously. I know it's like I'm on week eight of nothing but concrete (laughs) and dirt. Uh, I'm hoping one day, one day. Yeah, well, I'm hoping after the announcement on Thursday, we're gonna get we're gonna get some tracks showing up. Uh, The parts, Mm -hmm. the install pieces have showed up now, Uh, and uh, for your entertainment, we have been covering it every week, nonstop. 
uh, dirt and teasers galore. Uh, so those of you who have been watching, thank you so much uh, for following our weekly updates. I feel like we're the best coverage of it. I don't like to throw that around, best or first, but I feel like we've got probably the best coverage of Kings Island out there right now because we're doing the weekly updates. So uh, thanks, everybody, for your support uh, on that. Uh, that's all the news and excitement I got. I want to thank Brian for joining us. Brian, uh, if you'd like to go ahead and plug your pages again uh, for those who are still making it here in probably yeah, minutes. Everybody's still there. <laughs> um, at Mr. Brian Orell on Twitter or at OrellParkPass.com. And do you guys have, oh, you have your own, you, you're Mr. Brian Orlando on YouTube as well. Don't forget yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I always you forget posted, you posted like three three good videos in the past week, I believe, past two, couple weeks. Yeah, I'm barreling through my last few videos of um, my age adventure. I'm going back in December again, so um, have a series number four. <laughs> mm. You'll be, done with the, you'll be done with the last videos just in time for more. I think that's what's actually going to fall like that. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'll be done soon, though. Like well, you, posted a, you posted a wonderful, like, was it a ride or show video? I can't even remember what it is. I'm sorry. Um, uh, recently I posted some stuff from Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, so I have uh, the parade. That's what it was. Yeah. I Which saw is that. fantastic. Best nighttime parade. Um, go to Tokyo Disneyland. Mm, that's an awfully high praise for, yes. uh, for to someone that likes paint the night like me. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen Dreamlights. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All righty. Um, so that's going to wrap us up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Probably going to do an episode next weekend after Kings Island's announcement. Uh, so that'll probably be the next time we touch base and we'll have Silver Dollar City to talk about as well. Thanks again. Have a great time at the park. Stay hydrated. Enjoy those last couple weeks for before those of you who go back to school, go back to school. <laughs>